0: You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. My name is still Frank and I'm your host for today. Today, I want to talk about a serious problem I've had in the past. Interestingly enough, it led to a lot of frustration on my end before I could identify it as a problem. It really was one of those frustrations that can and will poison your whole musical life and the way you're seeing yourself as an artist. That's why I want to talk about this. Don't step into the same trap as I did. So let's get to it. Today's topic is don't let the characteristics of the piano fool you. I should add, fool you when you sketch because the piano is a beautiful solo instrument and works very nicely with the orchestra too. But when we sketch a composition, we often go to the piano no matter if it was a big band arrangement, an orchestral piece or another combo you are writing for. The piano very often serves as a sketching tool because it covers a pretty comprehensive playable register and a lot of dynamics. But there are some downsides and you might not even be aware of them. In fact, I've interpreted some of these downsides as my lack of compositional skills, which almost created fear of writing. So, what are those things to be aware of? First, I want to mention the decay of the tones. It's impossible to play a pedal tone or a pedal structure on the piano over a long time as the tones fade away. This can influence the way you compose, or even worse, it can bring out bad notes or register problems that you haven't been aware of. Just because it works on the piano doesn't necessarily mean that it will work in the final arrangement equally well. So be aware of those tight notes that spread over several bars because the piano gives a bad representation of that writing. The hierarchy. The next one was a big one for me. It's actually pretty hard to define a clear hierarchy of elements using only the piano. The sections of the orchestra have different levels of power and that's a natural phenomenon. Take the full woodwind section, for example. This can never compete and cut through a full-blown brass section playing in Fortissimo. And of course, I'm not referring to the very high piccolo flute, which actually can cut through any mix. (laughs) And this is actually an advantage for you. Let this help you create a better and more defined structure in your composition. A sketch would often sound weird, and even useless to me before I brought in the orchestration. That's a problem though, because you won't get to the orchestration if you've trashed your sketch already, right? (laughs) So you keep changing it and tweaking it while you're getting more and more frustrated. In this situation, you can't even realize that you are barking on the wrong tree. It's not obvious. Yet the frustration is real, and that's the problem. So how do you get past this problem then? If you never get to realize that it's a piano-related problem, you can't solve it, because you keep looking in the wrong direction all the time. The easiest way for me to get over this was by seeing others take it from the sketch to the orchestration in their works. After listening to some sketches from my partner in crime, TC, I was skeptical that this writing on the piano would lead to decent results later. So at the same time, I was curious to listen to his orchestration and honestly, In almost every case, my initial gut feeling was proven wrong. (laughs) Wow! That's not a joke, by the way. The orchestrated version sounded fantastic, and the sketch now made total sense to me. However, the orchestration was necessary to put the sketch into context. It was like a mystery solved. Years of analysis and conventional training were not helping me solve this problem. In fact, the opposite was true. I became more and more frustrated and at some point I had to believe that I was the problem. Again, that's why I'm talking about this. Don't run into that same problem. As great as the piano is, the endpoints of the playable register are not easy to handle. The low notes on the piano tend to overshadow everything else and the highest notes are often almost invisible against the middle parts. This makes it a bit tricky to sketch out decent orchestrations that spread over the full range of the orchestra. But please don't confuse the sound of the piano with the orchestrated version later. The notes may be the same. But the emotion, clarity and transparency can change dramatically. The last point is not explicitly connected to the piano but every instrument you sketch on. Usually you are the composer and not the performer. If you only compose those things you can perform you have to become a monster performer before you can write decent things. Too many composers still believe that they have to be the performer too. But the truth is, you are the composer and not necessarily the performer. Performing music is another discipline and requires a different skill set and training. But the problem is that many composers, including my past self, rely on their performing skills when they compose. If they can't play it, they won't write it. That's the problem, see? So again, knowing what works in the composition will help you overcome this problem and turn you into an efficient composer who doesn't need an instrument to compose on in the first place. Here's your takeaway in a nutshell. Every instrument has its unique upsides and downsides when sketching. And as the piano probably is the most common option, please become aware of those problems and don't confuse them with your lack of creativity or even skill. To summarize, we talked about the decay, the different layers of sound, the end points of the playable range and the performing problem. Lastly, I want to give you a concrete example. Let's listen to a rather unconventional piano sketch. At least that is true to my understanding. It's a sketch for an orchestral composition I call The Escape. So here it is. Okay, I'm not sure how many composers would see actual value in that sketch, but I have a feeling that many would rewrite big portions of that sketch or maybe even trash it completely. Well, let's dive into the orchestral version now and see how these ideas flourish when orchestrated. Don't judge too early. It's all about the context we create around it. So here we go the escape. Now we are talking <laughs> and the exciting part is that the sketch and the orchestral version go hand-in-hand hand, bar after bar. So if you played them simultaneously they would match perfectly. The critical takeaway is that you shouldn't stop too early. You might be closer to your next masterpiece than you think. And if you need a bit of help getting there I invite you to have a deeper look at the Academy. Well, that's basically all for today. Keep pushing the barrier for yourself every day and play the long game. And you are most likely to succeed. I'm wishing you all the best. This was Frank. Have a wonderful day. And until next time. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy. Your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy